Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovators Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Louder. Innovation comes in so many forms in so many different ways. We believe this entire Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is covered with people innovating. We designed this podcast to highlight the innovative things those business leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, problem solvers, the real innovators are doing day in, day out. As always, this show is brought to you by my company, Louderco. We find companies' profits through artificial intelligence and better operations. Like when we helped a massive Fortune 500 company build out their AI strategy to create breakthrough new food and beverage categories. Or when we redesigned the operations of a $100 million services company to add $10 million in net profit to their bottom line. To learn more about us, head to our website, louderco.com. Be sure to download free guides and presentations like our Intro to Artificial Intelligence presentation, or see if your company's even ready for AI through our AI readiness assessment tool. We're about to get the show started. If you like what you hear, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribed and left us a review. And now, enjoy our guests and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovative Show. I am your host, Andrew Louder. I'm here with a very special guest, Adam Smith. He is the founder of a company named Ally XR. You know, Adam's passion is technology and, and, and education and innovation, uh, really at the intersection of that. Ally solves problems through innovation, implementing augmented reality and virtual reality. For a number of purposes like student learning, helping first responders, all through 360 immersive experiences. He's also the co-founder and CEO of a company called TeacherTube, which is an online community for uh, sharing instructional videos, which was actually acquired by the Salem Media Group back in 2017. Adam's big on NFTs, cryptocurrencies, blockchains. I know we'll dig into that in our conversation. And uh, I've known Adam since about the mid-90s uh, when I was just a little kid. Uh, he's a good friend of my brother's uh, playing baseball and basketball on the high school team with him. Uh, so, Adam, very happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Andrew, thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. should be a fun conversation. Uh, so, generally, I just kick things off with about you know, letting the guests have a minute or two introduce themselves you know, talk through perhaps just some high-level accomplishments, um, things going on in your life, your company. Let us into a little bit of who Adam Smith is. Yeah, you know, um, like you mentioned, um, you know, tech, technology and sports has always been a part of my life. Um, as even growing up, I just remember my mom buying a computer from the school. I mean, that that was where we got access to technology. You know, back in the early or late late eighties, early nineties. And I just remember a time that um, I accidentally called American Airlines uh, on the computer, you know, and it, I just remember it was through, and I'm going to date myself with AOL uh, calling American Airlines. And there was a, a person on the other end talking through the computer. And I'm like, I want to know how that works. And so, you know, from that day point, you know, that point forward, um, you know, we've been a family of, of entrepreneurs. My, my father owned a, 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 uh, you know, he owned a mobile station in small town Gunner, Texas. And, you know, I always wanted that freedom, you know, that he had, you know, in regards to working, go to my ball games and, and things like that. You know, I wanted that for my family too, as well. 
But right. more importantly, that entrepreneurial spirit, it was drive also by my brother, who was a co-founder of TeacherTube, you know, our, 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 you know, most popular business that we had that got acquired. Um, you know, we always had that, that entrepreneurial spirit and, and tech was always been the leading drive, um, you know, through, um, you know, our journey, you know, along with business and, and what we wanted to do with life. And it's, it's absolutely fun. I mean, it's just, it's innovation. You get to wake up and, you know, what, what's, you know, yeah. what's on tap for today. So. Now that's awesome. And, you know, just even in prepping for the show here and you talk about NFTs, blockchain, cryptocurrency, we'll, we'll dig into that in a little bit, but I can just, I can sense innovation flows through your blood, right? It's feel like it's, it's just yeah. part of who you are. <laughs> no, no doubt. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, a, a lot of us as, as fast as technology has moved, you know, I also use technology as a crutch too, no matter what I do. I, I look for automation. I look to see if we can, you know, I think we, you know, uh, prior to the show, we were talking about Zoom and and reducing the meeting times, you know, one minute prior to meeting, you know, you Zoom and then one minute after that, that Zoom meeting, you can get back to work and do what you need to do. And so, uh, you know, I look for efficiencies in that and, uh, you know, I'm going to carry that over, you know, in regards to that. So that's, that's what I love about it. It's always a challenge too. I think that's what drives us in sports. You know, that's our competitiveness and you need that drive, especially after stop playing sports. You you want that noise of the crowd. You want that that little small little dopamine hit of, you know, that excitement oh, yeah. that that you want. And so these small little micro, you know, uh, you know, wins, if you will, you know, just I love it because technology moves so fast. You're always on the, the cusp of another challenge on deck. And so I, I love it. So it makes so much sense. Now that's really cool, Adam. So fill us in. You, you mentioned Gunner, Texas, but you know where are you from? Yeah. I know when we met, we we met over in McKinney, McKinney, mm-hmm. Texas. We did. You know what brought you to McKinney? And you know the title of the show is Dallas Space Innovator. So what? What are your thoughts on innovation here in Dallas? So, uh, you know, and to to back up to answer your first question, you know, my dad sold the station. We moved to McKinney and it was a transition from my my summer uh, of my junior high year and uh, in uh, eighth grade. So I started high school in McKinney, my freshman year in McKinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as crazy as it may sound, in, in seventh grade, that summer between sixth grade and seventh grade, I grew uh, six inches, believe it or not. Oh, wow. So it was crazy. Yeah. And I just remember going through that. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, it was even at the time I was the same. I'm the same height as I was in junior high, six, four, as I was amazing I am today. It's, it's great. And I just remember, and not to go off on a tangent, but I remember, um, you know, my brother was an athlete and, and my mom, I, I think I get my innovation and challenge from my mom. She said, th- she said, Hey, you need to go take gymnastics because, you grew so fast, you need to get coordinated, you know? And so actually I took mm-hmm. gymnastics, not competitive g- gymnastics, but, yeah. uh, you know, footwork and things like that, which, which definitely helps. So that led me to McKinney and, uh, you know, and that led me to, to meeting you and, and your brother, uh, Will, <laughs> you know, who take me to school, you know, drive me to school. We live right down the road from each other. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but, very bullish on technology in Dallas alone. I think that we started to see this 
several years back of the cost of living, you know, for large corporations. You know, I, I don't think we realized, you know, at the 121 and the tollway area, there's like HP, McAfee, there's JC Penney's, there's all these corporations like right there, you know, and, and you know, Toyota now. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, people realize it's, it's a great place to live. I think it's Texas. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I say we're country, but we say, yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know, and things like that, <laughs> open doors, you know. For, and so it's, it's kind of it, we welcome people as much as possible. And I think that's why we have so much pride, you know, in, in, in who we are and what we are. But very bullish on tech, seeing a lot of movement. Um, especially, you know, like with the Capital Factory, you know, moving in here, starting to get some Austin, you know, feel, uh, you know, a little bit to it a little bit. I don't think we'll ever be in Austin, but, you know, I think we'll, we're starting to see a lot of, you know, um, institutions starting to embrace, you know, that are technology based uh, you know, here in, in, uh, in, the, in the Metroplex. And I, I really love it. It's just going to give us more access um, I mean, if you think about Silicon Valley, you know, this is the Silicon Prairie that we, 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 we can go next door now as close as possible. Like, you know, like they did before in Silicon Valley, you can go down. If you needed a developer, you can go down the street and get a developer. You know, I think we're in that space now that we're, we're going over this. I think we're, 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 we're already reached it. It's that tipping point. And we're starting to see more articles about, you know, the Texas is the next big thing. But very bullish on technology um, here here in the Metroplex. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I love how these bigger companies, uh, a number of them, if not all of them, have their own kind of innovation hubs, mm -hmm. and you know, they've instilled these innovative innovation uh, processes. And you know, a lot of times too, they look to the startups to help them innovate and come up with new solutions as well. So I feel like it's a good blending of the two. No, absolutely. And we, and we saw it even with teacher tube, um, you know, what we wanted to try to solve is the technology gap between the teacher and student. I mean, even in the early 2000, when we started in 2006, um, launched in 2007, you know, believe it or not, I mean, there was a there was a that was when the gap started to, to open quite a bit from a teacher, um, you know, and a student and introducing videos. I mean, we're just talking videos at the time, you know, really closed that gap. And I think that's why we were primarily successful um, is that it uh, we gave an easy tool to a teacher to really communicate and engage students, um, you know, at that level. And then that was our intention. That's really cool. And um, I'm sure it's never been more relevant than it is today. Right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's no secret. You know, um, we knew YouTube was right. It was right around the corner um, and we knew kids were on YouTube. And so we just kind of took that small piece and, and, and made it and formed it into education. You know, I think that's the that's the best way to put it in reverse to, you know, what we were able to do and, you know, change along the way. But no, absolutely. So Adam, tell us more about Ally XR. You know, it looks like you're doing a lot of great things in you know, augmented reality, virtual reality. Tell us about it. What does it use for? I'm excited. Yeah, no. So yeah, so it's you know XR is kind of the umbrella term for you know augmented reality, uh, virtual reality, 360 video, all that in, all all into one. So X is kind of like the variable that you know the the you plug and play. It's something reality, right? 
And so I've always been fascinated, you know, with the technology itself of just, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're able to mix reality, but you also have control of your own, you know, world, your, your own canvas, if you will. And I remember the first time I, I delved into it, it was with TeacherTube. We had a relationship with a partnership with Staples and, um, and, and, you know, it was just like our, any other major partners like Texas Instruments. They, they just wanted to get their videos and tutorials, you know, and to reach, you know, students and reach schools in general. And one of their missions was, hey, we're not just a pencil and paper supply company. We, we want to be, you know, innovative and, you know, let them know that, hey, teachers, we support. But one thing that I created for them and it just never developed because I think it was obviously too early, but it was just a small application of one of their printers and it was through augmented reality. And that was when I first learned how to use Unity. And it was a great project for myself that, you know, to try to understand it because I was just fascinated with augmented reality. Essentially, you click the printer and the gears pop out and the students would kind of puzzle it back together. And that was the first time that I, I looked at it. And I realized now looking back that the technology outpassed the devices. And I in in that why we started Ally XR is obviously, you know, COVID kind of uh, you know, kind of derailed just a little bit, kind of slowed it down just a little bit. But I firmly believe the devices now are are accepting um, you know, are you know, they're, they're compatible enough now to support augmented reality. Um, and let alone, we're just now digging into 5G. And so even streaming 360 video, which what we've, uh, what, we, what we're doing now and the capability of doing, and, and that, that's pretty cool. Not just streaming, but you're streaming 360 video. And so you can look around, pan around and, and things like that. So, um, and of course, you know, any direction that I go, I always try to find, you know, my sweet spot, which is education. You know, how, how do we teach through this this technology, augmented reality or, or virtual reality? You know, what are ways that we can really define that? Because, you know, entertainment and in your traditional routes usually get competitive really fast. And so I always try to look for that educational component somehow, some way and that training component, um, because I feel that that that's where. I, I live, I love, and it just makes sense to me. And so um, that's when we started Ally XR. So, so then when um, you you mentioned kind of that educational piece being the main component to this, but what was kind of that spark that said, okay, we need something like this in the world today. I want to go do it. Like what? was it a problem that you saw and you wanted to jump into or, you know, what essentially got you moving in this direction? Well, you know, the most important thing is, you know, uh, you know, I think we, we did a lot of, of studying and we did it through data, you know, how, how can we collect data, you know, to really, uh, you know, look at this. And, and I think mm-hmm. we, we over, or I think we overshot, you know, the data itself it was just engagement and it was just something new. And I think in education alone, engaging a student, it, it just reminded me of, of when, and I'll use a sports analogy. I hated yeah. running. I hate, I hate <laughs> running today because it feels like, cause you know, you know, whenever you did something bad or something, your coach always made you run. 
right? Oh yeah. And so it just you know brings back like ah oh, gosh I don't want to have to run. Uh, but I just remember doing drills, you know, that were active that was still running, but it was kind of you gamify it a little bit. Yeah. But you're still running. It's the same thing. And so it's the same thing with like augmented reality and, you know, just, you know, in virtual reality in, in education, you're engaging that student and you got them in that aha moment. But the whole purpose is that they're learning in a new way. So again, kind of like, you know, you, you gamify things like you're, you're, you're still doing drills. You're still getting in yeah. shape. That's the purpose. Mm-hmm. But and also using AR and VR, you know, in, in a, a learning educational um, way, you're still learning. You're just learning in a different way. And, and, and that's that's the whole piece, you know, in regards to that, that I, I just really thoroughly enjoy that just, you know, that, and that's just a simplified, you know, um, you know, um, answer to that. So then what are some of the use cases that you think are just really lend themselves to to this kind of educational style? You know, I, I do think, um, you know, one thing that we're really looking close to uh, is especially in the VR training, such as, um, you know, things even with, you know, high uh, just painting in general. Right. Um, you know, in so you could actually create that, v, you know, that virtual reality room and practice painting without <laughs> and things like that. Right. Um, and you know, I, I, I know, you know, we were, of course we didn't win it, but it it would have been a great project for us. Um, but in the, in the, like the department of defense, they had uh, an opportunity to where you could paint aircraft and, uh, which made so much sense to me. And it was kind of our first, you know, attempt. We learned a lot from it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it, it was a great, you know, training scenario of where it's heading. And so what I mean by that is that, especially for the, like the, like the DOD or the air force at this time, uh, you know, they don't have to bring their planes off, you know, out of the air to have someone, you know, go practice, you know, you can bring that in virtually and then it's just repetition learning, you know, and they can, you know, and without, and, you know, inhaling fumes, it's much safer. And mm-hmm. you can also, you know, use that same template for, you know, high, you know, uh, injury related, you know, work, you know, like construction or high rise construction or things like that. Just, um, you know, multiple things that could be applied there um, that could be in in that use case scenario. I think, um, you know, in K-12, you know, which we were primarily with teacher two, you know, I, I think that you know, my goal there was, and I use this analogy all the time, and it is, is, um, and I'm, we're working with a, a, a t- the Today Foundation on, so, on some things in regards to using augmented reality, because the purpose there that I, I was thinking is, how cool would it be to have that teacher tell the classroom, hey, Abraham Lincoln is coming to our classroom tomorrow, or Martin Luther King is going to have his, is going to re- have his speech in our classroom tomorrow. That's awesome. And so, and then that has that snowball effect of, you know, how much attendance is going to rise, you know, how much are kids that are in the back of the classroom that doesn't speak very much is now speaking or, you know, how do these friendships start to, you know, you know, intertwine in the classroom that's around learning. I just think that's really cool, you know, and and I know people are doing it and, and, you know, we're doing it and it's only going to mature. It's only going to mature over time. 
I agree. I mean, as, as the technology becomes stronger, I mean, it's only going to become a more immersive environment, right? Mm-hmm. And the applications will, will grow and grow. And if you don't mind, so I, I find it fascinating how um, people view entrepreneurship and even, you know, startups, a lot of times it's just like an overnight success, right? They don't see the blood, sweat, and tears. And I appreciate you bringing, being candid about that opportunity that you lost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how how do you typically take losses like that? You know, I feel like even at, for myself, when I went out and started LouderCo, I started realizing there's far more losses than wins. Yeah. <laughs> I know that doesn't apply to everybody, yeah, but um, here's, here's a great analogy. Here's a great yeah. analogy. And it's, it's kind of a sports analogy. And, and, and it's, it's really, you, you'll, you'll start to figure people out. Uh, it's that growth mindset. If you right. ever look, you know, do a Google search, you know, on a growth mindset and you'll figure it out. Carol Dweck, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, but, if, but here, here's a great perspective and um, you'll appreciate this. And you're talking about wins and losses is that, especially playing baseball, you go one for three, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You failed twice, but you got one hit and it could have been just a, you know, a, a single hit. But you don't know if it's a line drive or not. It's a hit, right? You know, they're all the same. So if you go one for three, you're batting 333, you're a Hall of Famer, you know? And so you fell too many times. And so, you know, and that, and you got to have that growth mindset of, okay, I won this one. How can we double down and, and go on? And then I failed on the other two. Let's learn from that and don't do it again. All right. Let's learn from it so we don't, you know, so it doesn't happen again. So yeah. it's that optimistic approach. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I get myself in trouble, you know, sometimes being over optimistic, but that's who I am. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it, it, it you've got to have a thick skin, right? You yeah. Have yeah. Grit. You got to just keep going. Absolutely. No, absolutely. So Adam, um, uh, just to kind of open up a little bit to the listeners. So when I reached out to you about being on the show, you asked me, would there be room to talk about NFTs, blockchain, and cryptocurrencies? Yes. And I said, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so I want to make sure I open that door up. And I'll tell you, I, um, I'm not an expert in those areas by any means. So I'd love for you to just kind of take the reins and talk about each of those things you and know, I- how they're, they're impacting your life. You know, I, I am so immersed in it right now because it's everything who I am. You know, it's it's digital, um, and you can monetize. It's monetizable. It's uh, you know, you can create things from it. And so I'm just, you know, you can even trade it. You know, I mean, uh, it's very interesting, um, and. I, I really enjoy this journey that I, I've really been in it for probably the past 60 days. And, you know, I, I probably um, would suggest any, all of your listeners to go just give it a chance and go do some research on it um, because it, it's very interesting. And I've even started to implement it in my own businesses. I think we've saw, and this is, trust me, no, I'm no square or no Tesla. But when you start seeing these institutions get involved, you know, you start to pay attention a little bit and it just makes so much sense. Sure. It's very volatile. 
And we think of it as a crypto, you know, a currency itself, but it's really a digital asset. And that's even how the IRS, you know, uh, you know, that's how they categorize it. It's it's literally an asset. So you see this Tesla and Square putting 150 million or, or 1.2 billion into Bitcoin. By the way, when they put it in there, it was 47,000 Bitcoin, and now it's up to 57,000 today. So you do the nice math game for them. billion dollars with a 10% increase, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. So, but it's very volatile, you know, and, yeah. and, and you have to be smart about it. But uh, I think, you know, BlockFi is another interesting that people need to really look into. Um, you know, it's 8.6 APY. I, 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 it just fascinates me. But the more I understand it and the more I start seeing the numbers, it just starts to make sense to me. Uh, and it's not that complicated. You know, it's it's run through the blockchain and I highly recommend just people understand the blockchain itself and how it's it's hashed data. Um, and it's really no different than what our process. Um, well, I say it's no it's, it's the same type of process, except it's decentralized and in lieu of someone or some central bank. It's 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 algorithms, you know, having this letter ledger and literally. You know, it's when they say unhackable, it is unhackable. I think people, when they say thinking they're getting hacked, people has hacked into their wallets or things like it's not hacked through the process itself. And so it just fascinates me because it's hash, hash data and it's, you know, it just really, really fascinates me, you know, in regards to this movement. So I'm huge and bullish on cryptocurrency. I think it's going to be, yeah. it's going to mature. It's going to, um, you know, definitely there's no borders, you know, certain coins such as Stellar allow you to do business, you know, with other international businesses. And so what I mean by that is that if I have a USD, if I have a Coinbase wallet, I, tr I change it into Stellar. And then you're an international company who has a wallet, who has Stellar. I send it to you and then they cash, cash out to their, you know, peso, yen, whatever. And yeah. they're... And they're and so without, you know, without occurring any fees. And so I think that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it could save you so much money. Yeah. It's saving make you so much money. Yeah. So much money. You know, I downloaded the cash app the other day uh, and believe it or not, um, you know, and, and Coinbase is going to do this, but I primarily use Coinbase in, in, in regards to, to what I do, but I, I did download uh, cash app, which is very similar. It's just a, it's just a, you know, a, a wallet, that you can you can actually apply and get ten percent back on your purchases into Bitcoin. Now, highly recommended. In fact, I had my mom do the course. You can get forty one dollars on Coinbase, by, by the way, uh, for free. Just take these courses; they're super easy. You can't go wrong. And whatever you learn about that particular coin, you get ten dollars for it. And so, why not? You know, if they're projected to for Bitcoin and some of these coins to go up you know, to a hundred thousand dollars. Why not? It's a long-term oh, investment, yeah. you know, in, in the course of that. But, so Adam, let's talk about NFTs. All right. Non-fungible tokens. Yeah. All right. My, my understanding is these are digital assets treated very similarly to, let's say a piece of art where you can own the original, but many others can own the copies, right? That's right. Um, so I, that's, it's fascinating to me because if I can have the copy digitally and it looks the same as the original, why would I pay millions of dollars for it? So that's that's the newbie kind of 
I'm sure not the fixed mindset, if you will. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Tell yeah. me otherwise, right? Well, and I firmly believe, you know, it, you know, it's it's non fungible, you know, and fungible tokens is what they are. And you know, you have your fungible, which is kind of like your dollar, and then you have these non fungible tokens, which is like art or a house property. These crypto kitties or crypto punks or you know, and and things like that that can buy and sell, but. You know, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely hot right now. Uh, you know, I mean, and people can buy and sell. And I think a lot of that is FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Yeah. I think that it's human nature. It's like why, you know, we buy Nikes or our wives buy Gucci. You know, it's the same concept. It's the why, you know, in, in regards to that, I even talked to, you know, the younger, I've got a younger brother-in-law and, and he, he buys and sells, he, he, you know, he bought some Top Shot. And I was like, so explain to me what Top Shot is, you know, and I looked it up. It's the NBA, you know, where they can micro sell highlight, highlights, which is like 10 second highlights. And I'm like, so explain to me why would you want to buy that? Well, he's a big tech, you know, he's from Texas, you know, he went to Texas Tech, big Raider fan. And he bought like an $18 highlight of, uh, of a Texas Tech player that plays for the Pacers or something like that. And so I, I get it. You know, it's, it's just – it's like it's a different way. Um, and the easy way to think about it is that you have a physical item and then you have a digital item. Yeah. And it's the same concept. It's just every when you talk about non-fungible things with digital assets, you're going to use the technology – you know, that is presented itself through blockchain, through, mm -hmm. you know, these exchanges and things like that. So it's, it's a natural movement, but, but I think there is a bubble because I think people are yeah. on the rise yeah. of, you know, these NFTs, but mm -hmm. during that time, I think people are going to get creative. I don't know how long it's going to last and then it will level out. But, but, it, it, but I think the future of it is going to bring a lot of, of growth. So I think long-term, it, it is here to stay, but I think short term we're going to have this high rise and then kind of go down a little bit. But that that's just going to you know that's fine. That's that's just uh, that's going to be a healthy um, you know run for NFTs because we haven't even talked about property. You know, and you could actually you know forty nine percent of your home you can put it on you know the market for people to buy and sell a portion of your home, you know, and things like that. And so, which is crazy to me, you know, and so I, I think we're going to get more and more, um, you know, ideas out of all this process, uh, off of the process itself. You know, you've got, you know, Decentraland, um, which Grayscale, you know, just, uh, you know, invested into their portfolio. You know, they're the largest crypto hedge fund, you know, out there. And Decentraland is just basically just a virtual, literally just a virtual world where you can buy, buy plots of land. It's to create our islands or whatever you want. Uh, business owners can claim their business, you know, and things like that, you know. So it's it's literally you have this real world and this virtual world, and um, you know how they meet. You know, it's going to be mm -hmm. interesting. You know, yes, I love seeing how change shakes out. You know, like <laughs> going through all the COVID stuff and seeing how we've all adapted to it. I love how. Yeah, similarly, NFTs, blockchains, kind of having their moment right now and increasing in popularity. And I think ultimately, as with many things, right, it kind of shakes itself out. And the people that are still in it and passionate about it keep it going. Those that were the the wannabes kind of make their way out, and 
you know, kind of normalizes again. Right? Yeah. You know, what it reminds me of is it just reminds me of, and I, I firmly believe that this space is, is the wild, wild west. It mm-hmm. reminds me of the days where your parents said, no, you can't use my credit card online. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now everybody's using credit card online. You right. Know? Yeah. So, Good point. You know, and I, so I think that, this is that start of that movement of us to understand how it can be applied. And I don't think people realize how secure blockchain is. I think that, you know, you know, you, it really is. Yeah. It's super, you know, uh, it's hash data. There's got to be eight nodes that approve it through the ledger. And so literally that hacker or whatever has a millisecond to hack into it, you know? And so I, it's, 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 it's crazy. And so, um, but I think through all of this, you know, I, I, as, as so positive, you know, out of all of this, I, I think there's a couple things that's going to happen. I think regulation, uh, especially here in the States are going to, it's going to be regulated somehow, some way, but you know what? I don't think it's going to hurt it. Uh, I, you know, I was watching Coindesk today and they, I think they said it very right that as soon as it is regulated, um, that more institutions are going to be investing into mm-hmm. the, the currencies itself, which is totally fine. And I thought, sure, I, I'm not against regulation. I think, it, you know, I think there's regulations that are in place for some reason that protects, you know, the average person, um, you know, not to invest into something that they're not really sure of. Right. And so I, I do, I firmly believe that, the, the, you know, there should be some regulation in it. But, you know, as we stand right now, you know, it's the wild, wild west. And it just reminds me of early 2000s, I swear. And (laughs) if you learn about it, and that's why I think you just got to get yourself immersed because it's here to stay. Uh, And what's crazy is the more people I meet, you know, the less people that understand it or want to understand it. So, you know, if you want to get ahead, um, you know, now's the time to do it to, just to understand it because it's just another weapon in your ammo, yeah. um, you know, in, in your arsenal that that you can use, you know, on down the line. Well, how did you get immersed in it? What where did you go to learn about it? Um, well, I'll tell you what happened and what the reason why I, I got back into it, because I remember and I remember telling one of my cousins because he said, Adam, what do you think about Ethereum? I'm like. I, you know, I don't know. And this was like three or four years ago. And I thought, yeah. well, you know, I'll, I'll look into it and just really never felt, you know, I n- needed to get into it because I really, I didn't have any commerce site. I wasn't doing any transaction. I thought, really thought it was a currency until I figured out, you know, it was a digital asset. And then it started to make sense. Then I started to understand blockchain. Then mm-hmm. I started to understand mining. Um, you know, what does the mining, you know, during the blockchain process mean? And so uh, I tell you what really sold me was about uh, when when Doge and Elon Musk started talking about the Doge mm-hmm. or whatever. And I went back and I thought, you know what? I had some Dogecoin because I opened up my Robinhood account. And I went back and looked and I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I bought some and I sold it. And I was like, let me go back and look to see how much I had. Like, yeah. I, and then it was like 0.002. It was like literally less than a cent of a cent. You know, yeah. And I bought like it was like three hundred eighty-seven. It's like seventy-five dollars or something like that. Yeah. Three hundred eighty-seven thousand shares of Dogecoin. And you know, at that time, when I went back and looked, you know, Doge it was it was, it was trading at you know point oh five, so five cents. 
So it had been like $30,000 off a $75 investment. Dang. So I thought, okay, you know, um, I'm going to go back and look at this and kind of do it right this time. And so I just started to, you know, and I, I think like with anything that I do, I sort of listen to audiobooks. I started looking at yeah, sort of failing, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, you know, started downloading Cash App, Coinbase, you know, started taking mm-hmm. little courses along the way. Uh, you know, I started doing some research and started understanding blockchain, what's behind it, because I found that it's really um, the Satoshi, the guy who created Bitcoin or supposedly the unknown guy who created Bitcoin. Yeah. The, hey, the white paper is only nine pages. And so you can literally download the entire reason why, you know, Bitcoin was created and the philosophy behind it. And majority of it, like when you get to page five, six and seven, it's more it's it's just it's it's basically algorithm math, mathematical stuff. Hmm. And so it's really simplified in regards to what what we really understand it. But it's it's you know very interesting. I think uh, cool. you know NFTs so we're actually looking at it and you know NFTs uh, for us. Um, because you think about you know augmented reality digital assets, you know how can we you know create have this coffee mug and create a digital asset. So, you know, we're practicing now to prep ourselves and how can we change this into, you know, a digital asset and, and you know, put it up on Rarible or, or you know, OpenSea or something like that, these exchanges. And so I think that, um, you know, why not? You know, so I think we're going to find a lot of these small pivots where, you know, we can take what we're doing anyway with like augmented reality uh, and floated into a new space, um, and so I think that's where I think that's where definitely where we're headed. Cool, Adam. I think we'll have to take it offline, but I have a few thoughts and ideas to bounce off of you for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's make sure we connect later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Adam, let's let's hop into the lightning round. All right. So. These, these questions get a little more personal, personal side of things. Some can just be like real quick one word answers. Others we can dive into a little bit. But uh, the first one off the bat here might be a, a little bit deeper one. But what do you wish you had known when you started your career? Like if you can go back and tell your younger self something, what would that be? You know, uh, you know, my, my initial answer, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if I, if I would have wished, um, I, I, you know, that's really my answer. You know, I, I don't yeah, think there you go. because, again, I think, I've, you know, where I think we're I'm repeating myself, you know, having that growth mindset. I think, you know, failure is just an opportunity for us to, to learn from. And so uh, if there's anything to answer, you know, the lightning round, that first question. Uh, would be uh, that I wish that I would learn sooner. You know, I'm not a huge reader. I do a lot of audio books just, you know, and, uh, you know, and things like that. It just fits me. But I, I think that I would have, uh, uh, you know, really done that. You know, I think uh, to answer your question is, you know, as soon as I've done a failure, learn from it sooner uh, and not to do it again instead of dwelling on it. So I, I guess that, that that would be it. Yeah. Good to know. That's good. Who or what has influenced you the most? You know, I think the the, the definitely the most is uh, probably my family. 
And that includes yeah. my, my, my dad, my brother, and my mom. You know, each of them have have really played an integral role. Uh, I think, uh, you know, my mom was really competitive. I'll never forget, you know, you'll have, you know, 40 points a game or, or, or you scored 40 or you had three home runs. Yeah. And it was like, ah, you should have, you should have had four, you know, you know, so there was always that drive, um, right. but you know, and then, you know, and then also, like I mentioned to you earlier, just giving me that computer, you know, that, that, you know, just, you know, be who you want to be and we'll figure out a way. I think my brother was always optimistic. I think that's what, you know, we're 10 years apart. Um, but you know, that drive of entrepreneurship that any, you know, I think we we're both, you know, that, that same mindset, you know, and then I had my dad, you know, that was just yeah. kind of your basic, you know, really grunge guy who, um, you know, just never quit. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if he couldn't figure, you know, couldn't get help, he'd figure out himself. And so I really highly, uh, you know, really believe my family had a really influence. That's awesome. And what's your coffee of choice? It's the best part of waking up. Folgers. <laughs> folgers. Little folders yeah, in your yeah. cup. Put little folders in your cup. All you know? right. <laughs> How about your uh, your adult drink of choice? Uh, adult drink of choice, you know, of choice, you know, Miller Lite. Uh, it's kind of my default, you know. I go to Miller Lite. Uh, now, I will I won't stray away, you know, from the fruity drink, you know, itself. Uh, you know, depending on the, the setting, if you're on vacation or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the default is the uh, Miller Lite. Good, got it. Can imagine a pina colada by by the. Ocean. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm done. Are you reading any books right now? You know, or listening to any books right now? You know, I the the last one that I had was it was uh it, it was really you're gonna laugh but it's cryptocurrencies for dummies. Uh, I got a little okay. audio book, um you know that I that I had that I that I started reading um you know in, in regards to um you know just listen to the audio. You know, during the day or whatever it may be, but you know, again, like I told you, I, I've kind of immersed myself into yeah. the cryptocurrency world. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's where that was my, cool. my last book. Yeah. Any podcasts you're listening to right now that you'd recommend anybody listen to? You know, I, I'm I uh, you know I love listening to uh, you know. Coin deck, you know, of course, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm fully immersed, you know, into this. You're in it, man. Uh, yeah. I'm in it. You know, coin desk, you know, I, I, I love Gary V. I love Gary V. I love his philosophies. I love his, you know, the way he goes about things. Um, and, you know, and I'll, you know, uh, um, and so those are, those are the kind of the two, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll dab into some others, but those are really the main two that I'll, I'll listen to. Got it. Do you find yourself being more of a morning person or a night person? Oh, definitely a night person. Uh, I, you know, I, I think uh, ironically, I'll get more done. You know, when I wake up in the morning, uh, but definitely, I, I, I kind of a coders will understand. I just I love staying out. You know, I love at night yeah. where I could just be by myself and just kind of get in the moment. I haven't done it in a while. You know, I've kind of stopped being a builder. You know, since yeah. uh, the teacher tube days, but. Uh, um, definitely a night person. Yeah, I am too. Um, I feel like that's where I can get the most stuff done. You yeah. know, I feel the most productive at night. Yeah, um, no doubt. Especially when you have kids too, as well. There's yeah. A lot going on during the day. I mean, it's, you know, as soon as they get definitely. home at three o'clock, it's you know, spelling words, homework, and 
That's you know, right. Practice, some sort of sport, you know. That's right. Yeah. So, um, what what are some routines you've set for yourself, or any hacks or anything you've implemented? You know, uh, again, uh, I do a lot of automation, um, mm-hmm. and I, I try. One thing that I've done, and probably for about a year now, is 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 how can I run a business, you know, through my phone. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is that if I am, you know, out at a meeting somewhere or if I'm on vacation, how can I run, you know, two businesses off my phone and where I could be anywhere and everywhere, even in my car and still run a business on the phone. And so that's, cool. that's and I've really kind of, you know, learned how to do that. It, it's been great. You know, even with Zoom meetings, you, know, you just download the Zoom app. I mean, you're, you're ready. It doesn't matter if you're in a car or what. Just, I mean, what, right. what's the meeting about? The meeting's about not why Adam's in the car. The meeting's about something, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, that, that efficiency. So I, I'd say that's my main one a lot. Um, and so just being able to run, you know, pretty much everything. And kind of it's been hard um, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, you want to set, I think, things that you kind of want to sit down and look at. You know, you have a place for your desk and you know it's going to be there. But, you know, since the cloud, anything you do here, you go back to your yeah. desk, it's there. Google you know, right. Google Docs or whatever it may be. It's great. So What a time to be alive, right? I know it's been a great time to be alive. No, absolutely. And I <laughs> Amazing. Use, I, yeah, I use Zapier, too. Uh, Zapier is another one. Awesome. I, I yeah. think I always say it wrong. I don't know if it's Zapier or Zapier or whatever. Um, I say Zapier also. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm not, I don't know if that's wrong. That's just how I say it. Yeah. But I use that all the time, you know, even to run data things and, uh, you know, uh, APIs, it's just a bridge. I love it. So it's, it's definitely zoom meetings and people, you know, who now want to schedule a time with me, it's connected to zoom and I don't have to copy and paste the link. It automatically does it. And, it's so much more efficient that way. And Calendly, just such a simple tool for scheduling, has saved me countless hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's so much easier because how many times have you, you know, uh, sent an email back and forth like two or three times saying, it's brutal. Hey, how is two o'clock tomorrow? <laughs> well, I got to meet yeah. at two o'clock. How does three? Ah, you know what? I've got a three. How, how does Tuesday? You know, you can just say, hey, look at my calendar. And look, yeah. yeah, you know, That's it's right. so much easier. So much easier. Yeah, highly recommend Calendly. <laughs> Just get going with that one. Yeah. All right. So, Adam, last question, then you're off the hot seat here. What do you look forward to the most each weekend? You know, just taking a breather. I, I think, yeah. uh, you know, I, I get so into something that I, I just I block oh. everything out. And sometimes, you know, as we get older, I just got to kind of take step, step back and a breather of uh, just relaxing a little bit because I get it. I get passionate about, you know, cryptocurrencies and AR, and, AR and education. I mean, I'm in it, you know, and I just get focused. And so, you know, just kind of relaxing a little bit. I look forward, you know, you know, each weekend playing with my kids. I think they're getting to the, the age where you kind of start remembering, you know, I think the other day my wife and I were talking about, uh, you know, we're at the age now that we we remember our parents for the first time. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Is that, I know yeah. it's weird, but it's like, okay, I remember, okay, when I was this age, my mom was, you know, 
you know, four, right. Four, about three or four. four. Or yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you start to get that, you know, resemblance, but you know, just kind of relaxing um, and just taking a breather, uh, you know, in, in regards, that's, that's what I look forward to. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, you're off the hot seat now. Awesome. <laughs> so let's, let's bring the, the show to a close. What's, how does somebody get a hold of you? What's it like to work with Ally XR? Yeah, absolutely. No, you can go to our site, allyxr.com. Uh, there is a plethora of information that we have. There's a contact form. Uh, we do have, you know, uh, you know, office here in, in, in Dallas. We have one in Oklahoma with our partnership with Cameron University and, and, and Fort Seal. And so uh, we, uh, can, you know, again, allyxr.com. Uh, you can also check out, we added a 360 video section on there too as well. You can take, take a look at some videos, uh, but feel free to, to definitely, uh, you can always email me, Adam, A-D-A-M at A-L-L-Y-X-R.com. Um, and so you can definitely reach awesome. me there. Very cool. Adam, I think we probably could have chatted for another couple of oh, hours, yeah. but we got <laughs> we got to keep a limit to the show here. <laughs> But uh, I think we're, we're going to have to do at least a part two, Absolutely. maybe three at some point. We'll Absolutely. check in and how things are going on these NFTs and stuff. No, 100%. How the market is shake, uh, shaking out. But I, love it. I appreciate you making the time to be a guest on the show, man. It's Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Louder Co. Dallas-based Innovators podcast. I'm Andrew Louder, signing out. That's our show for today. We hope you took away something valuable. Be sure to visit Louderco at louderco.com for more. Thank you again and stay tuned for more from Dallas-based innovators.